Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome to Web Culture here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 16th of October, 2014. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Um, we don't have a guest today. It's sort of one of them gumbo shows, but there's been enough happening in the tech world that it's going to be a fun gumbo show. Dave, how you doing today, bro? <laughs> I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm excellent. Exhausted, but excellent. Um, Toronto. Toronto was made for uh, summer and autumn. Best time in the world to be. It's like New York City. Best time to be in this city. And uh, yeah, I spent most of my day in my backyard. It's been a great day. That sounds like a great day. Unfortunately, that means it is followed by winter and then a very, very gross spring. Uh, Yeah, but we got to get through that old polar vortex first. Uh, for anybody who's been paying attention to, I've noticed about any news website out there and lives in the uh, northeast or midwest part of North America, you know what's coming. They've been all talking about it. It's going to be a, another um, difficult uh, winter. Yeah. But spring is always coming. <laughs> yeah. As a plus side, speaking of winter is coming, Game of Thrones will be back on. So you got some stuff to do while you're holed up. Interesting. Not only will Game of Thrones be back on, but people who watch, you know, like Netflix subscribers, people who want to watch television content or televised content online only, you're in luck. As of next year, HBO is going to be webcasting. Uh, or, or offering subscriptions over the web, much you know, much like Netflix or um, any of the other other large entertainment houses. Up until now, HBO has held out. You've had to have a cable subscription to watch HBO content online. Now you won't need to have a cable TV uh, subscription. Which pretty much eliminates my need for cable TV if uh, HBO's gone. So there we are. But it, also, it also caused a little bit of vol- volatility in Netflix shares yesterday. Netflix shares inexplicably, I mean, the stock exchange isn't doing so well the last few days, but Netflix especially didn't do so well the last few days, and uh, this is part, partly, partially why. Yeah, fair enough. Well, competition's a great thing, though. Well, uh, it, it, it is. It's, it is an amazing thing, although I'm not, it's hard to say, because, I mean, Netflix is kind of like the repertory theater of subscription services. What you're seeing there is stuff that was out like it's, it's very unless it's Netflix original content. It's it's very rare that you're seeing first run content over Netflix. You're seeing right. uh, stuff that they were able to purchase because it's kind of like in syndication now, right? So HBO, who produces like a, I mean HBO is a content producer slash broadcaster. That's that was their business model since day one. Um. But you know, it wasn't. Their business model on day one was to be the video store on television. Right. If I remember correctly. That was, this is back in like the 80s. Long ago. Right. Now they produce ultraviolence and pornography, put it in a nice wrapper, put it on normal television, and uh, there we are. 
Is that what Game of Thrones is to you? Well, I, I'm saying HBO in general. Have you ever seen a show on HBO, Jim? Would you let your kids watch it? <laughs> well, no. HBO would be a very, would be an even worse influence on my children than I would be. <laughs> All I'm saying is, that any teenage boy would be drawn to watching HBO programming. That's that's all I need to say about that. But uh, there we are. It's a, you know, love Game of Thrones anyway. Because <laughs> okay. of, actually. <laughs> um, so we got a billion and one things to uh, things to cover today. I mean, yeah, it's been, uh, you, it's been a you, busy you, week. You're carrying an Android device, device around, don't you? I do, yes, an S5. Okay, so... You know, um, one of the one of the cool features of the Android device, and you know, the same goes for for a number of other um, smart devices. But I, I carry an Android, so I can say for sure it goes for my Android as well. Is voice search? You know that little uh, microphone button uh, that you always press by mistake when you're trying to like go back to your uh, home screen? Yeah, I would say it's actually causing cost me more time than it saved me because I keep going there by accident. But yes, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I know what you're that, that's about. the one. <laughs> so, do you ever use it to search? Like, do, no. do you do you, do you do voice search over your cell phone? No, I don't. Okay, I uh, do a couple times. Although, I you know, I the truth is, I feel kind of weird doing it. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, cell phone, find me a pizza nearby. Which actually works. You can you hold, turn a location on mm-hmm. so that you're being tracked by GPS. Hold up your cell phone, hit that little microphone button, and say, "Yo, cell phone." Find me a pizza, and it will find you a listing of pizzas nearby. Not bad. That's pretty cool. But I still feel really weird doing that. Right. You know, it's not my personal buddy. That's my uh, little piece of silicone and plastic. But it's not my personal buddy. Right. Okay. You, me, and you say 45% of U.S. adults feel kind of geeky talking to our phones. Right. A voice study search commissioned by Google and reported on by Greg Sterling in uh, Search Engine Land two days ago, on October 14th, came out with some really interesting stats about how younger people are using voice search. And? 5% of kids 18 years years of age or under use voice search daily. And for kids who are really addicted to their phones, who are like on their, Greg wrote this. I did. Greg wrote this. Seventy-five percent of kids who use their phones eleven or more hours per day will do voice search. (laughs) Two weird figures there. Um, Three quarters of uh, hyper users of mobile mobile devices will do vocal search, and some kids use their phones eleven hours a day or more. Yeah, that's that's the offensive part to me. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how do they find the time? That's incredible. We got chores. I'm telling you, Dave, chores. <laughs> Take up the garbage, do the lawn, um, paint the house, uh, wash my car again, that sort of thing. Yeah, or maybe talk so, to your friends. Uh, I, I don't know. Yet, but if you can get your kids to do this, you're probably doing them a favor. <laughs> okay, here's some stuff. Here's some of the some of the takeaways from uh, from Google survey. of uh, voice search users use voice search to ask for directions. 39% of them dictate dictate text messages using voice. 32% initiate phone calls using voice commands. 
And about 50% of the people from my neck of the woods, Northeasterners, use voice search at least once a day. You know what I'm going to give? And, and here's maybe why you and I, which is interesting because I would say you and I are heavy users of, of devices yeah. um, in, in general. Neither of us uses it. What occurs to me, Jim, you don't, you don't drive, do you? No, no, I, I talk no, about it again. You I, I don't either. I have a driver's license. I can, and occasionally I do, but rare, rare. Like once, twice a month max do I drive. I, I do have to wonder, is that where that break-off is for, uh, you know, kids will, you know, kids under 16 will, will do stuff just because it's neat. Like I can talk to my phone, it'll answer back to me. Um, but I wonder if, if it's more a case of you and I are not the normal demographic. Most people drive. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, you list off, a lot of people are using it to ask for directions. Well, would I talk into my phone to find a direction to a pizza place while I was walking down the street? No, I, chances are I know where I'm going already because I'm walking down the street. Well, that uh, or you're more conditioned to do a text type search because that's, you know, that's returned your results every time. You can rely on that. Yeah. Um, and you don't look insane. You know, there's that part too. Well, uh, 16-year-old <laughs> kids tend not to care about that, right? <laughs> it's true. Now, check uh, this out, though. What if you were a 16-year-old and you did do – I mean, like, you're, you're just screwing around. You can, you can do this with your phone. That's really cool. Like, wow. But it gives you the results you were looking for, and it worked. Maybe you'll do it again and again and again. <laughs> it's true. And you know what? You and I – and the, like, I'm sure we both buggered about with this in the early days. I haven't even really gone back to voice-based search since the early days. And you know what? It really sucked. <laughs> Well, it, it was awful, yeah. It, 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 for listeners, uh, this isn't anything new except Google's gotten very good at it. Right. Um, but now that Google has gotten very good at it, in a way it is kind of new because the idea of vocal search, entering your search string by speaking it rather than typing it, changes the nature of the search string itself. And might even change the way people look for information. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm afraid I don't have any snappy answers yet. I was going to actually kind of riff off of you, but what does that mean for marketers? <laughs> well, I mean, to to me, I think one of the the biggest things. The, I I mean, I love this kind of technology. I I, I just do. I, I love advances into things where I can glean more information than you're meaning to give me, or or that that I've I've gleaned in the past. Um, you know that Google is going to be able to gather things like tone. Uh, we know Facebook going going a little bit back in time to a story we covered. I don't know, probably three four months ago. Um, you know, was purposely firing in feeds um, to try and augment people's mood. Basically, Indeed, is, yeah, is what yeah. they were doing. Um, you know, now for Google to be able to grab these intonations, when I'm asking for directions, am I aggravated? Am I calm? Am I just asking for pizza? And a, you know, it will be able to grab this information. Okay, now I can market to that. Um, you know, starting to to take additional information out, um, and also being able to market into an environment where, yeah, the person's looking for a you know, looking for a pizza place, but I can see they're traveling at 30 miles an hour. So either they're an incredibly fast runner or they're driving. Okay, so they're looking for these kind of pizza places, right? Like a place to just fire in, get it done, um, sure. probably order on the fly. So uh, to me as a marketer, I'm sure you too, and probably, you know, 90% of our listeners, any information I can grab, be it mood of a person, what sort of environment they're traveling in while they're searching. And I, I'm referring more to paid marketing here than, than organic. Um, you know, I, I love it. 
<laughs> I, and, I, I and, love that data. And friends, this is just speculation, but I figure this is why Google actually went, up, went ahead and cut off all keyword data. Because could you imagine them trying to teletype people's emotions into your keyword data? <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a pizza, slams fist on bracket, <laughs> slam fist on dashboard. Right, we've added described video to uh... <laughs> indeed, yeah. So, so that's why it's not. It's not that Google's trying to hold out on us or trying to protect people's privacy or protect their rights to accrue better advertising dollars. It's because they didn't have the teletype down properly. <laughs> that's my theory. It's only speculation. But I, you know, I, I tend to be very generous to Google. I find you know much more than they are to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Actually, that's know, not I, true. I, I was going to say that's not true, Jim. Nope. You do just uh, just fine. Uh, Google has been very, very, very good to us as of late. Actually, um, I, you know, we may as well jump. We got uh, we got a couple more minutes before we're going to go to break. Um, I'm firmly convinced that Panda has run. Panda 4.1 has run, and now we're seeing subsequent. Uh, we're seeing Google work out any sort of like weirdness it had while running. 4.1, mm-hmm. but to me the churn is over, and the rewards are there. Well, are you, are you, what do you see? I've seen general ebbs and flows, but you know what? You may be right, um, because I have seen some ebbs and flows, but it seems to have been happening over the past few weeks that I've been seeing some sort of ins and outs of things, you know, jumping multiple pages where we were monitoring for their backlinks. Um, going right back to when I had thought we were seeing it launch, um, it was at a, a month or so ago when we actually discussed it on the radio show. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, buckle up. Looks like it's here, at least where we are. Um, it was a month ago. It was the 17th that, that I figure I first saw indication of it, 17th of September. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, there, I mean, if it is happening, and I, I'm not convinced it is, but maybe that's like I'm a, I'm a little gun shy at this point. Um, if it is, this is one of the most unique rollouts of this one I, I think I've seen. Like, it, it's not just a light switch, bam, and the whole internet's been hit all at once. Um, this is definitely a, a curious um, way of rolling it out that, that seems to be dribs and drabs. Uh, what are you seeing? Well, when the floodgates opened, they opened wide, is what I saw with uh, three different clients. Um, immediate and like, seriously substantial. We were reporting, like, for one client, we reported a triple-digit increase uh, one week over the other. Wow. So it was, you know, like, the floodgates opened wide. And then we hit a peak. We went down a little bit. And just in the last uh, 48 hours, I've seen that client go down and then start to rise again. And the the little valley that they went into, you could see a rational decrease. They're losing like 2% every hour. So there was, um, there was order to the little retreat that they went on. Mm-hmm. Similarly, I can see like... Uh, four to five percent every couple of hours in increase now over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours um you know how when you're like when you're looking at the hourly view of um your google analytics or universal analytics overview uh demographic overview yeah um to me that always looks like mountain ranges okay (laughs) sometimes you get very skinny mountain ranges with these huge peaks but very skinny uh you know very 
very steep and sharp peaks. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes you get these wonderful, more like more like the Rocky Mountain ranges, which are quite high but spread out, you know? Yeah. That means that you're having more people, more sessions being reported per hour over time, and you don't see those peaks and valleys as much. So staying high and having those wide mountains, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. And uh, at the earlier part of the week, I was seeing peaks and valleys, the thin peaks and valleys, where, you know, there were, at, at predictable times, uh, people were going to web to this website or these websites. But uh, now it's, um, well, Google's clearly, uh, Google is clearly, and I'll see this in a couple of days when I go to Webmaster Tools, because they're always a couple of days behind what you can see in analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, Google's been shooting a lot more impressions out. <laughs> that's all there is to it. That, that's the only explanation. Awesome. Well, that's a, that's a great thing. And what that's telling me, I mean, what it has to mean to me, like as far as my my quick interpretation, not having any any data here, um, is that it, it sounds to me like what's happening is you were going. It was almost keyword dependent, right? So, and this is just again, I, I have no real data, but I, I'm wondering if this is what we're seeing as a rollout. Is what it sounds like to me is some keywords were going up. Well, there's going to be certain times a day where that may create dramatic spikes up and down, where you know keyword X would be searched at this time. Um, and then it's stabilizing as more and more keywords are joining in. So the whole mountain range is rising. But more importantly, to your point, and it is what we all want to see, is as more keywords come in, the time of day starts to spread out and and it turns into a much more rolling uh, rolling field. Of course, I have no data. I'm just speculating here. But from what you're saying, that's what it would indicate to me is, is what we're seeing in this rollout, uh, which would actually match with, I, I think, what a lot of people are seeing, if that is, in fact, the rollout that's taking place right now. Um, um, I mean, I, I do want to note, if I'm ever allowed to write up the specifics of this campaign, if the client ever gives me that permission, um, it's going to be long, because this was a, a no-holds-barred, do every everything you can throw at the search engines, throw at them, from, uh, you know, from reordering the web, from redoing the website, reordering site structure, reordering the, the hierarchy of the website, information hierarchy, to, uh, uh, you know, Redoing the way analytics had been set up. I mean, everything. Social media, uh, massive social media effort, um, an uptick in emailings and newsletters. So, like, yeah, it was a full it was a full court press. But all of these things together delivered the goods that the client was looking for. Right. So, putting one's finger on it was this, this, or this is going to be very, very difficult. Right, because but it's the so end of the day. It's happening at or around the same time. Yeah, you, you gotta love and hate those scenarios, right? It's like I don't know really specifically what did it, but the client keeps paying me because it worked. <laughs> well, I mean, like we know how to say this. Um, Google, I, I, I always see Google as a very large machine that mixes stuff together. You know, mixes input together to create the search result pages. Mm-hmm. And this input comes from signals that it receives from, uh, you know, action and and participation and, you know, public engagement with you in social media. Are they passing your information around because they think it's worth passing around? Is there heat around that? Where there's heat, Google goes looking for fire, for the source of the fire. Um, Yeah, again, I mean, just to to, to say it was... uh, 
one thing or another. We're, we're able to see the results, how much traffic gets driven by any one channel. But again, it's, uh, unweaving, it's going to be pretty difficult. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah no, I, it is. I, I wanted to talk about Panda. I didn't mean to get stuck on this client, but I'm just fascinated with the... I'm looking at the Google results as I'm talking. I'm just fascinated by, by how this uh, re- recovery is taking place. I want to talk about Penguin, but we can't talk about Penguin until we uh, link off to these commercials. I hope Google (laughs) thinks these are good commercials because we know that the Penguin update is eminent. (laughs) Um, We didn't know follow them, but they're audio, not text links, so it's all good. Good, right? (laughs) Google's into that sort of thing, we understand. So, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on on or about the 16th of October, 2014. Stick around. We're going to be talking penguins when we come back from these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm on the 16th of October 2014, or on or about the 16th of October. And so I'm now in Webmaster Tools, eh? And I still see 600,000 or 623,000. 469 links, which is the same as I saw sort of like last week and pretty close to what I'm pretty sure I saw the week before. And we're supposed to be having this update about links. Dave, what's going on? Where, 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 where's the damn penguins? They promised me penguins. I know. I know. And yet, and yet we wait. And we wait. And we wait. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Jim. I don't have an answer for you, buddy. Um, we we keep waiting. I thought penguin would fly. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I, I can't help but picture that, that old game from like 15 years ago where you fired penguins out of a cannon and a polar bear hit them. But, uh, anyway. Pengu! Uh, yeah. Oh, was that it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was winter sports or something. I remember. Yeti sports. It was Yeti sports. The Yeti sports. There we go. Yep, that was the one. Um, and Anak from Stepforth. Loved that game. Drove me crazy. <laughs> There was a lot to love about it, especially in the context of what we're going through right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it, it, keeps, uh, it keeps dragging. I mean, here I was totally expecting a full-blown launch, and I think everybody was um, last week during PubCon. I mean, come on. What would be more fun than watching a, a bunch of SEOs scurry around at a conference, right? <laughs> That's, this is exactly what they should want to do. Um, but uh, – yeah, I haven't, uh, you know, ebbs, flows, little bits like, oh, hey, maybe this is it. Um, and I haven't seen anything to to be able to confirm uh, one way, you know, confirm that it's it's actually taking place. Um, you know, I think like you, we see ebb, dribs, we see drabs. Um, you know, you see some indications maybe and then uh, and then not. So it's a uh, it's a curious thing. If it is taking place, it's taking place on some dev server buried so deep into the earth that nobody can actually see it. Because <laughs> um, nothing is changing. There's no indicators happening anywhere that I can see. I mean, like, maybe maybe I'm missing something here. I don't think so. No, you know what? We had had, um, like, some, some initial sort of changes, uh, like, a month ago or, or so. Um, and then it's just been sort of back and forth. But it keeps going back to what that point was. And then pulling back, right, like where it goes and then it comes back, like those hills and valleys you were talking about in traffic, except with rankings. <laughs> and sort of up and down they go. Um, it's, it's a very, very curious thing. I, I can no longer attribute it, that to, uh, to anything to do with Penguin, of course, but it has, it has to have something to do with links because it's only impacting the sites where links was a problem. So um, it's, it's, it's a really curious thing, and I, I just have to wonder, are they hitting hiccups? Are they running tests and finding out, uh, you know, crud, this is, uh, you know, not fixing problems or it's, you know, creating more problems than it's solving or, you know, Hey, remember the Florida update? Let's not do that again. Um, well, they're cutting it pretty damn close, aren't they? Well, I know that's my concern is it's getting like right there. I mean, you know, they do still have well, like seven weeks to get it uh, to get it sorted and launched beforehand, but they need some reaction time. So it has to be soon because they need time to launch it and then correct against it when inevitably um, they nail some false positives and uh, and hurt some sites that uh, that they're not meaning to. Although it's you know it, it's arguable it's arguably possible that they're doing exactly that right now and that's why you're seeing uh, whatever fluxes and rankings with sites that were having link issues right just rolling it very very slowly very very slowly well um, there's yeah. been a lot of questions and speculation going around the web um, including an interesting uh, exchange with John Mueller mm-hmm. out on Twitter okay and this is this was reported again two days ago. Uh, Got to get the name in here. It was reported by Barry Schwartz at the Search Engine Roundtable. Okay. Um, so someone asked uh, John, uh, John Mueller, uh, uh, Google's um, current chief qualities are, yeah. um, if you disavow links before, if you if you disavow links, sorry, if you disavow before links appear in Webmaster Tools by using Ahrefs, will they still count against you? So obviously, there's concern out there about um, the coming penguin. Okay? Yeah. 
So Mueller replies, Webmaster Tools is just a reporting tool. Disavowing bad links already lets you move on, but most sites have more important issues. So what I, what I, what I hear Mueller saying is, um, yeah, you know what? Once you've disavowed, you've done it. Forget about it. Move on. You've got other stuff to deal with. Right. Which is a, a fair assessment. I mean, it, it makes sense to what he's saying, especially if you're catching it early, right? Like, you, you don't have a penalty at that stage, right? Clearly, because you're catching it before, before it's showing up anywhere. And otherwise, I'm sure that would have been the more, you know, uh, out there point that was being made there. Um, you know, so I, I, I think in, in a case like that, no, it does make sense. You set it and forget it, right? Like, get it done. <laughs> but you know you you know this is true i know this is true I, i'm going to agree with him here you know once you've solved a problem you know yeah go back check if new problems are involving you know coming up in the same area later like i'm not saying hey you know and nor is he hey you disavowed don't worry about links anymore move on no um no but, but don't worry about the ones you've disavowed and i'm not quite there actually cuz i think i mean I'm kind of obsessive about keeping records of stuff we did just in case somebody calls us on it later. Mm-hmm. So um, I keep records of our files. And um, Barry Schwartz makes the point. Um, my partner, Alan, makes the point a few times. Um, I'm not as concerned, but I do see the point. Sometimes you throw good links out with bad ones. You throw really beneficial ones out with bad ones. Yeah. And there's just like... Constant reevaluation. I think people should always do when taking such a dramatic action as telling Google, ignore this whole bulk of links. Look at the reaction. And if you, if you don't actually see benefit from doing the disavow, <laughs> maybe you threw out some good stuff. Or maybe you didn't get all the good, maybe you didn't uh, scrape out all the bad stuff. Well, and there, therein is is where where we hit the problem. Now, you know what? I guess it depends how you're approaching. And you know what? There's there's some, you know, hey, here's here's a whole discussion. Maybe we should have on uh, have a whole show or maybe two shows dedicated to. Okay, you're auditing your backlinks. Now what? <laughs> um, you know what do you look at? And I guess it depends a lot on your approach. Now, I tend to personal preference. Um, if I'm doing it in advance, I you know if there's something on the fence, I'll often leave it there. And then I'm just, you know, getting rid of the the known crap. Understand, you know, with the belief that if the worst Google seeing is my kind on the fence, but there's a bunch of good and then there's a few on the fence, my whole profile is going to be fine. I've disavowed the crap. Going in on a, under a penalty environment, anything that's even kind on the fence moves into the disavow area, right? Or, or link removal process um, set of things. So I guess it depends what route you go. I wouldn't worry if I was doing the proactive stuff, I wouldn't worry so much about, hey, did I disavow something that might be decent? If I did, it's such low value, I don't really care anymore. Like, I'm going to spend more time re-auditing my links. I could just go and build better links in less time. <laughs> so so just that, that, is a, that is a killer point because, I mean, that, that takes into, into – or tries to take into account one of the most important things about being an SEO. And that's like your own personal resource allocation. Right. How, how much benefit do you get out of one action over another? Over another. And you know what? I'll bet if instead of going into your disavow and re-auditing that thing just to make sure you didn't lose one page rank, one domain that you know might pass a little bit of value to you, if you just go in 
and it's in Webmaster Tools as well, and you look at those broken links to your site, like you hunt those down, <laughs> and you go, hey, there are some links from some third-party sites that are going to pages that I moved, and now they're resulting in 404. I'll bet if you just go to that section and start dealing with your redirects from the external sites linking to pages that are no longer there, I'll bet you'll get more value out of link building doing that than you ever would re-auditing your, your disavow if you've done it properly in the beginning. It might be worth doing if you've done it under a penalty environment where you might have been going fence-sitting stuff and I'm in a panic and you know a third party did it and so they just, you know, the penalty's lifted. Well, maybe you want to look again. Um, you might find some decent sites in there, but I think I'm the normal one. I, I only bother disavowing ones that I know are, are serious trouble or that are such low value. I don't really care about getting rid of them. So you might as well just <laughs> you know, get rid of them. To, you know, don't worry about it. You don't want them to cause you problems and you don't want to have to care about them. But that, that's my own personal approach. I would love to have a show where we, we can debate with some other, uh, some other link folks um, you know, what their approach is. I would be way down with that. Unfortunately, I don't think we can until Google gets the Penguin update complete. <laughs> Valid point. There. I mean, we can, but you know, it's, it's a show that we would have to revise a couple times afterwards. Yeah, which is always um, good. So, hey, Google. I mean, like seriously, you're screwing up our schedule here, man. <laughs> What's the problem, Google? You know, um, speaking of schedules that are that have been screwed up, do you know whose schedule has been royally screwed up? Uh, top SEOs. <laughs> No, I, I I don't know if you've heard the, the story of of top SEOs. Uh, they, they, who are they again? They they they, they try and, and <laughs> okay. Sorry, that took me a split second to realize where you were Sorry. going with that. Yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. For for, for the audience, um, an organization, <laughs> top SEOs, who Dave's about to explain was um, uh, suddenly delisted de from uh, from Google's results last week. Oh, on the first day of PubCon. <laughs> Where they had a booth. Yeah, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. Um, For our listeners who don't know, it's topseos.com. They do a rating and ranking sort of system of SEOs. You can pay to be reviewed and get your your site ranked on a a rating scale. Um, You can probably tell from my tone. I've never put a huge amount of, you know, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, did, faith did I in, in the results. Scratching your chin when you said uh, ranked or reviewed. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not saying they don't, but uh, aliens, right? Right. <laughs> no, what I found funny, I just saw, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm sure you'd seen it too. It's from last week. Uh, Matt McGee over on Search Engine Land had put Top SEO's response to that whole thing. We have not been banned by Google, and yet I can still, even today, go to Google, type in site colon topseos.com <laughs> and I get uh, your search did not match any documents. So um, yes, yes, you did get banned just, yeah. just, just for, for clarification. <laughs> I mean, to me, this is a lot like Matt Cutts and it, it's one of my funnest quotes from, from Matt Cutts. It's going back years. It was like, I'm sure it made sense in his head, but it's like, there is no sandbox, but there might be algorithmic functions that look and act like it. And it's like, come on, then there is one. <laughs> like, Yep, that's a duck. <laughs> that's that's a, it. Just looks and acts like one, but it's not one. Come on. Um, but I'm sure it, you know, be in a nerd kind of way, right? In that, like, hey, I'm thinking in algorithms in my head. It made sense. It's not like a light switch. We didn't build in a sandbox. It just acts exactly like one. So I'm sure in his head it made sense. But but it was one like, of my funnest ones. Matt, imagine if Matt worked for the pharmaceuticals. 
I mean, like, that wasn't diarrhea. It was uh, free flow. <laughs> it didn't and, cause diarrhea. It caused um, free flow. <laughs> and somehow we would all like him telling it to us that way. We would. Dinosaur hand, dinosaur hand stuff, man. We'd love it. <laughs> and then um, the T-Rex can't wipe it. No, go ahead. Um, but back, back to, back to um, top SEOs for a sec. I mean, I, a lot of people in the industry really didn't like the business model of top SEOs because, well, they weren't necessarily the top SEOs who got listed there. They were people who paid for some right to be listed there. Right. I'm trying to trying to phrase myself so we don't get sued. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I, I saw an anonymous email from somebody who claimed to have worked at Inside Top SEOs who said they never did a review once. But the truth is, neither Dave or I or anyone from Webmaster Radio has been in their office to see how they operate. Mm. So I can't say for certain that this is what they did or didn't do. But, you know, aliens, right? <laughs> Just aliens. Aliens, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, and you're right. I mean, I, I, can't, uh, I can't rag on them. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're, yeah, everybody's got their business model. Um you know, I, I know just from the outward, you know, we've all been propositioned by them at some point or another, um, and that it was, you know, you couldn't, you know, rank as, as highly as you could without a, a deep review, and a deep review cost money. So and, um, I never paid it, so I don't know how that resulted. But I do know you needed to pay for a deep review to be properly reviewed, and to be properly reviewed got you the rankings, right? So I in their favor, at yeah. a, uh, at a, uh, 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 Search Engine uh, Strategies Conference. I'm trying to decide if it was in uh, Los in uh, on the West Coast or uh, in New York, but I do remember they got me drunk before propositioning me, <laughs> which I thought was polite. That is polite. That's yeah. very nice. Um, okay, moving on from top SEOs, we got to you know you know what we're going to take a break now because I want to come back with Google versus Amazon, and that's going to take a few minutes. So um, we got one more break before the top of the hour. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Google's apparent, according to Eric Schmidt, Google's new business model. They're apparently not exactly a media company anymore. We'll talk about that in just a sec here on, on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. AuthorityLabs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access 
to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is, it is sort of kind of the 16th of October, uh, 2014. And Dave, I kind of telegraphed this before coming into the, going to, going to break, but if I hadn't, and I was to ask you who you think Google's biggest competitor was, what, 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 what would your first reaction be? If my, Google's biggest competitor, Apple. Yeah. Besides itself. I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go Apple. Well, <laughs> that may be true, but you would not be in agreement with Google's executive chairman Eric Schmidt. And they say Amazon. Amazon. I didn't think about this before this morning. I mean, I've been thinking about Google versus Amazon in cloud in the cloud space, as Amazon is, um, or sorry, as um, Google is now labeling its cloud product. Mm-hmm. Um, which incidentally is a cloud product that's been offering since 2005. But they're labeling it now, so it's real. Um, <laughs> but according to Eric Schmidt, about one in three people who are looking to buy something don't search for it on Google or any search engine. They search at Amazon. So Amazon, who's, you know, uh, who's, whose mission is to sell product directly through their platform, they don't think of themselves as a search engine as much as they think themselves uh, think of themselves as a searchable retail database, right? Right. Or or shopping, I guess a shopping engine, shopping search. Yeah. But Google looks at them as people who are stealing queries, eyeballs, user sessions. Doesn't matter what they're searching for; they're searching for something, and you know Google believes that that should be their client. <laughs> their user, not somebody else's. Right. Okay. So, in Eric Schmidt's eyes, people who are do, who are searching for product, one in three, who are just defaulting to Amazon. Schmidt sees his his company, Google, bleeding users. Now, bleeding might be a bit of a, a dramatic, uh, a dramatic way to phrase it, but when. In a period of five years, if one out of three people searching for a product is searching at one location, incidentally, the place that sells the product, yeah, from where Eric Schmidt must be sitting, this if it isn't bleeding now, it will be soon. 
you know what? That's a really neat point. Amazon. Yeah, and I mean, of course, this is a fairly critical. Uh, you know, th- this is this is the people you want, especially if you sell advertising. You want the people who are looking to buy stuff. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, that makes great sense. So, if you're Eric Schmidt, what do you do about this? If you're if you're uh, Larry Brin, or, or I'm sorry, uh, Larry Page or Sergey Brin, what do you do about this? I got an answer to a rhetorical question. I got the answer already. Eh? All right, I'm waiting. Go okay. for it. You come out with a product called Google Express. According to uh, uh, Samir Samet, as quoted in uh, Media Post, Google Express is a business that at scale can be very attractive as it is adding retail outlets such as... um, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Vitamin Shop, Sports Authority, etc. And creating same-day delivery service, much as Amazon does with its products. Google believes it can scale this across the United States by 2020. Bold. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I guess that's a, this might be like your first exposure to the concept that Google isn't a media company anymore. Yeah, I mean, I obviously think it's a great call on their part in some ways, <laughs> and, and and that needs to be, uh, you know, I need to to put that you know sort of stamp on there. Um, I think it's a. I would love to see it because diversification of a of a business profile is is always uh, well not always but is instinctively a good idea right mm-hmm. diversification diversity is security right like it, it, you know it helps protect them against individual ebbs and flows however um if they screw up right you or mean if a new google company, you, you, you don't see google screwing up uh, some new product introduction do you i mean like they're google it's it's true, and I mean, we all saw how Plus was such an amazing success, or as we chatted about last week, Wave. Right? Or, I mean, this is. I mean, don't forget Orchid. That place or, was rocking in Brazil. I mean, this is fundamentally a different thing, and I understand that this isn't like just a web property. This is an actual direct service that involves human beings, right? So I, I get it. I get that this is a different thing. Um, I get that it is very very complementary to other things that they're already doing, and that they already have the advertisers in place to do it through. the The problem then becomes: Can you convert in the in the minds of consumers that you are the place to go to look for products? Um, as opposed to Amazon. And I mean, a, a perk, I've been to Amazon, you know, I've purchased through Amazon. I'm sure you've purchased through Amazon. Probably, you know, probably 99.9% of our listeners have purchased something through Amazon at some point. Um, there's a certain comfort in making that purchase through Amazon, um, in that you know certain things about the sellers that you are accessing at that point in time. Um, Google's really going to have to step it up and create a very, very similar confidence. Um, in in their results, uh, and, and you know we're we're going to be dealing with uh, Dave looking into the future. We're going to hear a lot of outroar coming from merchants um, because to do that involves money. Um, you know, Google is not going to be able to have the same review processes and and you know vetting of of merchants 
in the organic as they are in the paid. You know that's true. I know that's true. So, you know, we know that they're charging now for the for the product listings and, and stuff like that. So I think we're going to see a much stronger move to that. Their competition with Amazon isn't going to be in the organic space. It's going to be in the paid space. It'll benefit organic, you know, of course, because more people go to Google, hopefully even in their case. But um, I, I, I think we're, we're going to see a, a big outcrying from people. But I think, you know, as a marketer, uh, I, I like it, especially since I'll know whether people are ticked off when they're making that order uh, via voice on their phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get me a new dashboard. Bring my new <laughs> Bloody router's broken. Um, know, sorry, guess Dave, what? I mean, like, ah. Okay, so it costs money to list your product in Google's shopping search engine. Sure. That's, that happened last year. Yeah. If you want faster service from a merchant who is part of Google's Express program... You can either join join their club for ninety five dollars a year, or uh, uh, ten bucks a month, or um, uh, uh, pay five dollars per delivery. Um, three bucks extra if it's booze for non members. By the way, now <sighs> as I understand it, Google's only going to be delivering products from trusted brands that are part of the Google Express experience. Right. Amazon, on the other hand, is you know if you're, if you're part of the Amazon Amazon inventory, um, it will ship you know overnight from one of many massive warehouses. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the infrastructure involved in this, uh, Google. If Google's been moving ahead with this, they've been doing it really secretly. Because I I, I I I mean, we've seen movement in their shopping space, but the idea of them facilitating overnight delivery. I have no idea how they're going to do that um, unless they have some incredible deal with like FedEx or uh, UPS or something. But I don't I have no idea how they're going to pull that off. And I have a lot of faith in Google as technologists. I have a great deal of faith in Google in sorting out information that comes into their um, incredible network. But every time they've gone off and tried to do something consumer friendly, they've um, it's had some. They're great inventors, Dave. They're amazing inventors. They're incredible inventors. Well, and let's not forget all the robotics companies that they're purchasing right now. Like I and 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 self driving cars. Like I can't believe that this is all just a happy coincidence that uh, cheaper and cheaper ways to do stuff is being developed. Um, And and at the same time, they're looking at uh, at these sort of environments right now. Like that just. Makes sense to me. Well, I remember years ago writing an article about what I was calling then the Google Universe when um, it when it was obvious they uh, were going to have that one login to bind everything. Mm-hmm. I think I even used a one ring analogy. This would have been like <laughs> ten years ago. And it's amazing. It was only ten, that was only ten years ago, and how much has changed since. Oh yeah. No, but at the same time, how critical Google's cloud is. So all those services that Google Universe I was writing about ten years ago. How critical mm-hmm. that is to, to the operation of both Google and um, myself today. Yeah. Oh no. No. Very much. And you know, I, you know something I, I, I wanted to bring up. I, I'm going to bring it up now because you, you've segued me to uh, to timeframes because we're we're talking about how much has changed over over ten years. Sure. Um, which is uh, you know obviously a sizable thing, and you and I have had the the pleasure of of being on it. Well, it, I, I had a pop up uh, appearing on my screen, um, and you and I on the radio 
as of the 12th, so we just passed the anniversary, have been chronicling it for eight years as of October 12th. So uh, happy anniversary, my friend. Eight years, uh, eight years of radio as of uh, October 12th. Oh, my God. You're, like, you're... That was our first. It was back when it was the alternatives, not Webcology. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's going way back in time. 2006. Yep, that's right. That makes me want to cry, you know. I know. Oh my I God. know. I'm like, oh, how old was I? I was a kid. What did I know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Eight years. Thank you, man. It's been Eight it's years. been amazing. And thanks to Webmaster Radio. I wish uh, had I had I been keeping track, I'd have written something for this. But you know, <laughs> and, and thanks to Brasco and. Stuff. And, and somebody that uh, you and I so uh, had tip, thank you very much, Brasco, for many of those years. And to uh, somebody you'll know, I'll know, many won't, but uh, uh, a past, uh, past tense hat tip to Eddie. <laughs> who uh, was uh, was the engineer back when we were doing our first few shows. And, uh, and then we had the pleasure of being joined by, uh, by Brasco. Indeed. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. Um, last, uh, la- last couple of seconds. Dude, you raised, uh, what, seven grand? I'm sorry, almost five grand in the run for Dana? I did. I did, yeah, which was, uh, which was great. There's a uh, new initiative out there, but amazing work, by the way. There's a new initiative out there for anyone who's part of the um, Friends of Dana Facebook group, when that's like thousands of you. Mm-hmm. Five bucks a day. I'm sorry, five bucks a month. Not a day, five bucks a month. Two cups of coffee a month. From a whole bunch of us will help a lot. So watch your Facebook group if you're part of the Friends of Dana Facebook group. You know, just be aware the call's coming. Five bucks a month from all of us. Imagine what can be done. Indeed, I should say within uh, probably the next 24 hours, the link will be up. I'm actually just working with Dana because I sort of had the things set up already so i'm i'm helping her out but she's had some some medical issues again go figure they put her on a bad medication so my sympathies to uh, dana on this one but uh, we're just working out the details um on how to set that up properly um, there's just a paypal glitch in the connection we should have that solved within the next uh, 24 hours and uh, the link will be going up so yeah everybody welcome to uh, go just join the group and i'll keep people posted in there when uh, when there's a link available and it's just a Set up an inexpensive monthly subscription. As you called it, if you go to Starbucks, it's like half a cup of coffee, I think, or something like that. Indeed. <laughs> Five bucks a month, friends. And you could help somebody who's helped more people than any of us can count. Indeed. Good call. Okay, Thanks. That's time. Yep. We did it. We made it through the whole show. We uh, did. Dave, thank you for the last eight years, brother. Here's to eight more, eh? Indeed. And to you. It's been awesome. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Web College here on webmasterradio.fm. We are going to be around uh, next week and hopefully for the next eight years. But more importantly, there's great content coming up on the network after the news break. Stay tuned. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs. 
Sports. On demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm 